What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Shy Bears Woods Podcast. I'm Abdul, and I'm here with Omar. We've got a great episode for you guys today. So we're just going to be grading what happened in the last NFL draft with the Chicago Bears. Uh, we're going to talk about how Ryan Pace did. We're also going to be talking about what we need as a team with this upcoming draft, and we'll be making our own uh, final mock draft, and we're going to compare it with each other and see just what we have, what we want, and uh, what we need to change with the team. All right, let's get it. So for the 2021 draft, or actually the 2020 draft, we didn't have a first-round pick. Why is that? Yeah, so we had this amazing uh, trade that we did when we uh, we traded Cleo Mack to the Raiders for a couple of firsts. Um, and honestly, I thought we kind of fleeced the Raiders on it mm-hmm. with what the pick that uh, the Raiders did. It, I mean, besides Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs being he's a, he's a, he's a he's, good he's running great. back. Josh Jacobs is good. But I mean, we have Montgomery too, mm-hmm. and he outperformed Josh Jacobs last year's in, in in yards and receiving yards, uh, rushing yards and receiving yards. So. Honestly, I don't think we really lost much. And with what they got in the 2020 draft, they got kind of just like a, a useless cornerback. He didn't really do much for them. Yeah. So, um, I think we overall, fleeced low key too. Like, like yeah. they picked, as you said, they picked Josh Jacobs with our 2019 first round pick. But when the last year they took cornerback Damon Arnett, we had the 19th overall pick, and they chose a cornerback. And his performance last year was less than spectacular. He didn't have a great year. And it's even funnier when you think about how we drafted Jalen Johnson in the second round, and he was the best rookie cornerback, arguably the best rookie cornerback. So we definitely yeah, I mean, won that trade in that aspect. Honestly, we, we got a better cornerback uh, out of that draft. And also, David Montgomery is, is blowing up, so we got a really good running back also. So we're, we And really then we also have Khalil Mack, who is one of the best We also rushers. have Khalil Mack, one of the best edge rushers. He did a lot for us in 2018, of course. The stats don't show in 2019 and uh, um, and last year, but he does make an impact on the field. Uh, that's just without a doubt. Facts. Uh, I wanted to talk about some notable picks that we could have taken at that time. Said that we picked at number 19. Uh, some people that were available were wide receiver Justin Jefferson, who we know was the best uh, rookie wide receiver last year uh, with 1,400 receiving yards. There was also wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, but there was also linebacker Patrick Queen. How much could have those people helped uh, with the team last year had we have drafted them? I mean, Justin Jefferson was just an amazing receiver last year. If we had him, that would have been a huge boost in our receiving core. He would have easily taken over um, easily taken over Anthony Miller's position. But, of course, we did draft Darnell Mooney, and Darnell Mooney has been is very good for us. And I'm not mad that we, we could have had Justin Jefferson and we got Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney is easily a top 10 receiver out of that draft class. And I'd argue we like top five receiver out of the draft class. It's just because of the quarterback play wise skill set didn't show. Brandon Ayuk, I Brandon Ayuk is really good. Uh yeah, I think he I think he is did better than Darnell Mooney, but I think Darnell Mooney I, I'd rather have him because of his speed and he and he just he has the hands to catch. He can catch unbelievable passes. For Patrick Queen, Patrick Queen's a good linebacker. He did well with the Ravens uh for a rookie but i mean we have roquan um but then we also Khalil have an Mack. aging danny trevathan when you think we do about have it. an aging danny trevathan but we can address that at a later draft because we still have danny trevathan for a couple more years mm-hmm. so but i mean all that for Cleo mack i'd, I'd take that trade easily i mean of course yeah, when you think about it as a whole definite fleece i'd say we won the draft um very happy that we have Dion Johnson, very happy that we have David Montgomery and Khalil Mack over those picks. 
Now to talk about the 2020 draft, I'd like to go in chronological order and talk about our picks. So in round two with our first, our, our the Bears' first pick, uh, in round two, pick 43, we selected tight end Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. Yeah, so Cole Komet was really good for us. I mean, he was one of our best blockers coming in as a rookie uh, for a tight end, and he's learning off of Jimmy Graham. I mean, the dude has hands too. He's a very good tight end for us. He wasn't really able to to go out on the field uh, and receive catches because Matt Nagy didn't want him to for the first half of the season. But for when he did, I mean, when you look at that Saints game where he mossed that dude, or was it the Saints or Rams game? Uh, I think the, it was the, it was uh, a Rams game where he had the forty yard pass. The, yeah, yeah, that where, was a Rams where, game where he he mossed over a, a cornerback. I mean, it was an unbelievable catch. The only problem with him is that I think we mentioned it before in a previous podcast. But the only problem with him is that he fumbles very easily he just needs to work on his handling um if he can hold on to the ball he'll be a deadly deadly tight end i mean the dude not only can he block but the dude can also just truck people he always tries to go for those extra yards and that's what i like to see from a tight end that's what i see from rob gronkowski that's what makes him elite that's what i see from george kittle that's what makes him elite that's what i see from travis kelsey that's what makes him elite so he can have that elite mind he has that elite mindset of i want to get the extra yards i want the ball i want to get a touchdown he has jimmy graham to mentor him which is very good because uh i mean jimmy graham didn't do that well with green bay packers but he did very well with us uh, as a red zone threat so he definitely is a good mentor for cool Komet, even though jimmy graham is a little overpaid but I, it's a very good pick. I, I liked it, and I don't regret it at all. I uh, I agree. I uh, If we're looking at the stats, uh, he doesn't really show flashily on the stats because he didn't have that many snaps. He had 56% total offensive snaps for the year, but that doesn't really show. In the first nine weeks, he averaged 34% of the snaps. Matt Nagy did not want him to play. And then in the last six weeks, he had 84% of the snaps. He started coming out and playing the last couple of weeks. He had 28 receptions for 243 yards and two touchdowns total in 2020. And like you said, when we talk about that one play in the Rams game where he had that 40-yard catch, and then Matt Nagy just proceeds to take him out of the game. He is a great blocker. He has a great mentor in Jimmy Graham. And overall, I think that he will be great for the offense in the future. The only thing, like, like you said, is working on the fumbles because we saw that a couple times. Like in the Saints game, he got saved by the ref when he fumbled the ball. Uh, he's fumbled several other times before, but that's like the only concern that I have about him. But other than that, I think he'll be great for the offense coming into the future. And of course, he's a hometown hero. He's from Arlington. Yep. So you love to see someone who grew up as a Bears fan uh, come and play for the franchise and give it their all. So I think that if I were to give this draft pick a grade, I'd give it a B. Yeah, I'd give it a B. I, I think I would give it a little bit more, uh, maybe like a B plus, just because his blocking is very good. His blocking is very good, especially for a rookie tight end. Um, at the time, his blocking was very. I mean, he was outperforming offensive linemen. Um, so I, I'd give it a B plus. I wouldn't give it an A because he wasn't really used that much in the offense. We didn't really see a lot of his skill sets. Uh, but I mean, he, he's very flashy when when he does get the ball thrown to him. So. I mean, we'll just see in the next season how he, how he does. Maybe Jimmy Graham will still take majority of the snaps. Hopefully not. Hopefully we can see Cole Komet shine. But, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with there. So moving on, we're going to talk about – I want to mention to you about the next pick, which is pick 50, where we drafted uh, Jalen Johnson. And I want to get your thoughts about that. Ah, uh, this pick was such a steal. This He is – 
he's arguably the best cornerback, rookie cornerback in the league. He, uh, you could argue with Jerry Sneed, or you could argue a couple more other players, but he was great. There's injury concerns about him. That's the only concern that I have about him, but his skill is unique. He had 14 force incompletions, the most by a rookie defensive back in 2020. And that's crazy when you think about how many defensive backs there were in the, in the last draft. You had Antoine Winfield. You had Jeremy Chin. You had so many great defensive backs. You had uh, Legereus Sneed. And then you you see that he had that many, and he didn't even play the last three weeks because he injured his shoulder on a hit on Deshaun Watson uh, uh, in the Texans game. Uh, the only concern with him is his injuries, but his coverage is insane. I'm a little bit worried about his development as Kyle Fuller is not alongside him. But it's not as if we... It's not as if now that Kyle Fuller is gone, he's going to play wide receiver ones uh, specifically. That's not how the defense is coordinated. He is, he'll still have time to develop, and I think that he's going to be a star. He has uh, a bright future to be a top 10 cornerback in the league, and this pick was just spot on. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. He has, I mean, he has an elite mentality for a cornerback, especially as a rookie too. Uh, of course, when Kyle Fuller left, you heard, uh, a lot of people heard also Jalen Johnson go on a podcast saying, I want to be cornerback one. So he declared it. I mean, he has an alpha mentality. He wants to be the best cornerback on that field. He wants to take over. He do, he wants to be a lockdown corner. I, I He was amazing for us rookie year. He came in the first game against the Lions. The dude was sticking like glue to the receivers. I mean, you couldn't. There was probably like an inch separation between him and the receivers. And then the end the of the game. Time. The end of the game. And he saved us in the end of the game. So, I mean... He was just he was just a solid cornerback, a solid rookie cornerback, arguably the best cornerback out of that draft class. I mean, you had Jeff Okuda with the Lions. He struggled starting off in the season, uh, but he kind of picked it back up. But he still struggled, and that dude was taken third overall or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Jalen Johnson going in, I, he so a lot. Why the reason why he dropped was because a lot of people thought it was just injury concerns. He was he had a, a troubling shoulder, so people were like, oh, maybe if he comes into the NFL it would just keep recurring and then he would just, it would just drop. But I think of it as another Eddie Jackson situation and that Ryan Pace took care of uh, where Eddie Jackson, people thought where he was always going to get injured. Uh, he was an injury concern. And then he, we get him in the third round or fourth round. And then he just, you know, Eddie Jackson was a demon for us. And that's why I think Jalen Johnson was Jalen Johnson is a first round talent. We got him as a steal of a steal. He's amazing. I mean, just missing the, th- the uh, three weeks and then having having that stat line, that's, that's crazy. For, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Insane. Even especially um, when you think about all the talent that was in last draft, like it's it's insane. Yeah, yeah. So I he he's easily going to be a cornerback one. He's going to mold into that cornerback one position. He does have the potential to be a top ten cornerback. I I believe in him. I mean, he has that mentality. He wants to be. He just wants to fight. He wants to be the best on the field, and that's what I like to see. If I were to give this a grade. It would be an A. It would be an A plus if he didn't have the injuries. Um, and I'm looking to see what his development is as a cornerback one uh, within the Chicago Bears defense next year or uh, uh, in the future altogether. I would give it an A, uh, but likely to turn into an A plus. What about you? I mean, I, I give it an A plus. The dude, the dude performed for a rookie. I mean, he balled out. He did better than most cornerback ones did. I mean, as a rookie, that's that's very good. He would go because our defense back then they would line up. We didn't have a cornerback set on just a wide receiver one. You would have wide receiver ones line up on on his side too, or on Kyle Fuller's side, and he would always lock him down. I mean, besides that one crazy catch that uh, AJ Brown had against them with that one-handed catch, I mean, that he was, was locked just him down a that dime. Time. 
that was a dime by Ryan Tannehill, and that was a crazy catch by AJ Brown. Uh, but besides that, he locked him down mm-hmm. pretty much the entire game. So he he has that potential to lock down amazing receivers, and he I could see him easily growing to be one of the top ten uh, cornerbacks in the NFL. Agreed. So now moving on to the next pick in round five, pick one fifty five, we picked offensive linebacker Travis Gibson. What do you think about this? So we he didn't really get played much uh, throughout the season. Uh, so he didn't really see that much play time until the last four weeks of the season. Honestly, I still think he's better than Robert Quinn. Um, Robert Quinn is is I, I think anyone could do better than Robert Quinn. But I mean, Travis Gibson he he he's shown some flashy some flashiness, but he didn't really do too much. So we're just gonna have to see more out of him the next season. Uh, see what happens. He was a rookie drafted in the fifth round, so I, no one really had too high expectations. But I mean, performing better than a veteran uh, uh, outside linebacker—that's pretty good. So uh, I agree with that. I I don't know if he. Hopefully, Robert Quinn will have a better year next year. Uh, but uh, I'm just I'm just trashing too hard. Yeah. Uh, but just jokes. It's it's of. round in a round five pick. He's kind of in a round five pick. You're not expecting a full fledged starter. Uh, he was kind of he's kind of a gamble. He didn't really see much play time as you said until the last couple of weeks. He had 48 total snap counts, but he had some shines of showing that he could be an okay player, uh, more of a rotational player. So I hope to see that in the future. But overall, if I were to give this a grade because I didn't see much of it, I'd see maybe like a C minus. Yeah, I I would give it a C minus as well. I mean, we don't really see anything. Honestly, I I'm mean, I'm not gonna grade it an F because I would say an F is a bust, but mm-hmm. he. He didn't bust, but he didn't really do anything like monumental really to anything. the team. Yeah, he, yeah. he didn't really do anything. So, but yeah, so we just move on. Uh, in round five, we in round five pick one hundred sixty three. We picked cornerback Kendall Vildor. Uh, what do you think about that? I I like that pick. Kendall Vildor is, is solid, was solid for us for however many plays he went in. He didn't go in that much, but I mean, he had possibly a touchdown saving tackle against uh, Delvin Cook where he pretty much ankle-picked him from the distance, which was really good. He, I mean, he gets burned a few times, but I can see the potential in him being a, a solid corner. I, don't, I wouldn't say – I would say his, his ceiling is, is a cornerback too. I would say he can – if he learns that nickelback position, uh, he'll be a solid nickelback for us uh, to take over Buster's screen because obviously Buster's screen didn't work out. But he did come in for a little bit, and he, he did do decent – but he was still a he, he that's just how like the average rookie cornerback was so it, it's not a bad pick um i i, I mean i liked it mm-hmm. i like yeah it. i i don't really have any complaints for it i mean as, as i said before round five you're not picking full-fledged starters he did step into the nickelback role because buster screen was suffering with uh, uh concussions uh, the last couple of weeks he even played 100 percent of the snaps in one of the games he started playing a good majority of snaps uh, towards the end of the year and you would see signs of a solid player like you said with the dalvin cook tackle he seems like his his ceiling is definitely a cornerback too i'm not going to say that he's going to be he has the ceiling of a cornerback one, such as Jalen Johnson. But he shows flashes of being a decent player. So if I were to give this a grade, it probably would be a C. I would I would I would give this a B minus. Uh because it was a, a round five pick and he did do solid for a round five pick. Uh he did flash every once in a while, but I mean he didn't start for as as long as Jalen Johnson did. He only came in towards the end of the season, pretty much. So but, I mean, he That's was solid true. for us. Yeah, he was solid for us, and he has potential. So, I, I would give him a B-. I could see him staying on the team for a while. 
uh, either as a starting nickel or a starting quarterback too, or as just solid depth for us. So true. Yeah, I think I think it's solid. In round five, pick one hundred and seventy-three, we picked wide receiver Darnell Mooney from Tulane University. This is my boy. This is easily the most underrated receiver out of that draft class. I mean, people he dropped round five for just Dude, a he was the twenty-fourth like receiver taken. That man has probably one of the best hands I've ever seen out of that draft class, and that that's saying something. I mean, that catch that he had uh, against Green Bay. Oh, the fifty-yarder! Oh, that was, that was beautiful. And the man has speed too. I he mean, does he had sixty-one receptions, six hundred thirty-one yards, uh, four touchdowns, and that just doesn't include like probably like two hundred more yards that he. Could oh have yeah, had. unrealized yards because you yeah. see him killing Jalen Ramsey. He's like he crosses him up he, like. He burns. He burns uh, quarterbacks. He burns cornerbacks, and he just gets overthrown always. I, I remember the first game he went in uh, during his first snap. The the defense they were all yelling speed. They were all already acknowledging his speed before he even had his first snap in the NFL. So obviously, I mean, the dude the dude is a speed demon. He just he just out and his route running is very good. He catches very good, and he just burns everyone. I mean, he just extremely underrated. I don't know how he dropped. The dude was like the third fastest person out of the draft, so it's it just surprising you dropped to, to round five. The only thing that I'm worried about is that I mentioned this before his physique is kind of just small, so I could see him just getting a, a big hit taken and then he could get injured from that. But the dude, if he stays healthy, easily just an amazing wide receiver for us for in the future. Agreed. I I think that that's a little bit of a concern as well as you, we saw in the Week 17 game versus the Packers. He took a big hit uh, out of bounds, and he didn't appear in the Saints game. So his frame, he's uh, what he's five nine. He's uh, probably about 160 pounds. He's not a big receiver. His his build is comparable to that of of uh, Tyree Kill, and he has that speed. And like you said. This was the steal of the draft. How did he fall so far? He had uh, like a 4.3840. He is insane. He has well, some of the best hands. He had the lowest oh, yeah. drop percentage. He had 1% drop. And then when you think about the quarterback play that's associated with it, uh, the percent of catchable balls that he could have, and then associated with as many drops as he did, he is the steal of the draft. He's one of the best rookie wide receivers. I'd personally put him as the third or fourth, third or fourth best rookie wide receiver out of last draft mm-hmm. uh due to his performance and the quarterback play associated with it and he he is a demon he i didn't really notice it until the giants game when he started going crazy and he had that uh he had that touchdown in the back of the of the end zone from where, uh, where the quarterback dropped on yeah and then he and then yeah, it was it was the curl route yeah and he came yeah, back yeah. and started dancing that yeah. is when i really started to notice that darnell moody's a star and he easily took the wide receiver two role from Anthony Miller. He snatched it because oh, yeah. Anthony Miller was not producing last year. He has that swagger. He has that swagger. He does, and he, he has that drip. Good, if, uh, if you've seen his yeah. fits, he he has he has that drip. He has that drip. I mean, I mean, the dude just he knows what's up. I, the first thing he bought was a jugs machine so he can catch football. Oh, that's facts. Yeah, that's I mean, true. he's dedicated to football, and that's what I like to see. It's his job. He has to commit to that job. And he wants to be the best at it, so he keeps on training to be the best at it. And, and obviously, it's showing with just how he's catching balls, how he's burning people, how his route running is, how he's just acting on the field. I mean, he's amazing for us. Uh, if I were to grade this, I would give this an A plus easily. A plus, A plus plus. I swear. Round five, just for that talent, A plus easily. The dude is is just amazing for us, and I'm, I'm very happy we have him. Um, I 
if Allen Robinson decides to leave uh, after the season, he could step into that wide receiver one position. I want to see more out of him in this upcoming season, see if he could step up uh, in that wide receiver two role and kind of take over and kind of show some leadership in that in that, that receiving court. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, he is learning from Allen Robinson too. So Allen Robinson would be a very good mentor for him. Um, I'm very happy we have him. Yeah, oh, of A-plus course. Pick. I'm A-plus pick. Um, very happy we have him. He has a bright future. He has yep. probably a ceiling. He could be a top 10 wide receiver in a couple of years if mm-hmm. his development is on this track. Uh, when you see his stats, when you see him compared to other rookie wide receivers, and then if you if you hopefully believe that the quarterback play will increase or the quarterback play will be better in Chicago, if he gets a real quarterback, he's going to be dangerous. Yeah, he's going to be dangerous. I wouldn't say I, I would say top ten is kind of a stretch. Mm-hmm. I, I would actually I would in a say couple. Of, I'm of saying in a couple of years. In, in a, a couple, couple of years, years, um, I I would say he could hit top fifteen. Top 15. I, I could say realistically yeah. he he could hit top fifteen receiver in the NFL. I can see that. All right, so now to our next pick, uh, in round seven, pick two hundred and twenty three, we picked offensive lineman Arlington Hambright. Um, so this pick, I mean. It's it's a round seven pick. We didn't really see too much of him. He didn't really do much. Uh, I'm pretty sure he spent most of his time in the practice squad. We did pick another offensive lineman after, uh, Lechavia Simmons, and he also we didn't really see much. So those two were just kind of like they're like math draft picks. Yeah, math draft, and we'll see if they can do something. If they can't, it's whatever. It's round seven. It's pretty yeah. much just like undrafted. So um, I I would grade these just Fs because. Nothing really happened. Yeah, they uh, played like seven percent of the snaps. Like, yeah, probably so, even like I a mean, D or something. Yeah, they they so. weren't very like impressive. I mean, I saw like in the very few snaps Arlington Hambright played. If I don't know if you remember this in the Panthers game, in his very first snap, he committed a uh, a penalty and oh, it kicked yeah. us out of field goal range. Uh, yeah. We ended up winning that game still, but I was just like, oh, this is a rookie we drafted. He didn't really do much. Him and Latavius Simmons, I couldn't even find any data on snap count on Latavius Simmons. So I, I don't even think he went in. Yeah, I don't he think definitely he went didn't in. go in. I, um, I mean, but the, with our uh, offensive lineman that we had in the beginning of the season, that obviously shows that he's not just he's not up to that standard. Yeah. Uh, so. If Rashad Coward is starting over him, that's concern. Yeah, so I I would give I would give this enough. I mean, maybe they they come in next season and then they they do decent. But I mean, based off last season, there's just nothing. I mean, it was just it was just like drafting like practice squad plays. That's Facts. pretty much how it is. Now to talk about our Bears 2021 needs to be addressed in the draft coming up this Thursday. I'd like to start off with the first position. It's cornerback. Obviously, we had Kyle Fuller uh, cut uh, recently, so we're going to need to fill that cornerback role. We we uh, signed Desmond Trufant to a one-year deal, but obviously that's, that is not long-term. And we see that we have Jalen Johnson possibly stepping into the cornerback one role, but we're going to need a cornerback two. And we have Duke Shelley and Kendall Vildor, but I believe that cornerback is definitely a necessity in the, in the draft. And so first, we should talk about Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Um, Caleb Farley, he's, he's a solid cornerback. Uh, from what I've seen or what I've heard, he had a recent back surgery, so that could be a concern. Um, he's somewhat injury prone, so that could be a concern. But yeah, we do cut. We are in need of a cornerback because if Jalen Johnson were to take that cornerback one role, and we need a cornerback to learn that cornerback two role behind Desmond Trufant, if Kendall Bullard doesn't work out, also we need a nickelback. So if if this could probably be another Jalen Johnson type thing where where he drops and we can pick him up because of injury concern that people have. And he can ball out for us. So I, if he drops, yeah, I would pick him up. 
uh, he's a he's a solid cornerback. Um, but yeah, I want to get your thoughts on that. Agreed. I think that he's he's a solid. I mean, the injuries are a little bit of concern. I wouldn't be too mad if we drafted him at twenty. I'd much much rather go offense. Uh, just looking at his talent. Uh, but I, if he was in the second round, if he's available at pick 52 for us, that's that's a steal. Yeah. Uh, uh, but now I'd like to talk about who's probably not likely to drop to us, but if he is, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. He's one of the best. He allowed eight catches and 24 targets in the SEC. He is probably going to get drafted uh, a couple of picks early uh, before the 20th pick, so I do not see him dropping to us, but I wanted to get your thoughts about him. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, the dude is a solid cornerback. For um, I think he'll be decent in the NFL, but I don't think he's going to drop to us. There's, I mean, a lot of teams that need to work on their corner, their defense, their cornerback that's position, and we're true. we're we're in the lower part of that draft. And I doubt we're going to trade up for a cornerback. Um, and I doubt we're going to even get a cornerback in the first round, uh, just because we need to work on our offensive pieces even more than we do defense. Great. Uh, next person is Asante Samuel Jr. He is out of Florida State, which is DBU. You talk about, or you think about all the DBs that have come out of Florida State. You talk about Deion Sanders, Derwin James, uh, Xavier Rhodes. There are so many players that have come out of Florida State that succeed in the NFL. And he's the son of, of legend cornerback Asante Samuel. He was a three-year starter, and he allowed 179 yards in coverage last year. He's a solid cornerback, but I do not think that he's a first-round talent Uh at the pick that the Bears are at right now. Uh, probably towards the lower end of the draft, he could be a first-round pick, but I say second round. If he's in there in the second round, then snag him. Uh, yeah, I mean, Asante, Jr., or Asante Samuel Jr., if, if he's there in the second round, I would weigh out uh, if, our ta- if there are any tackles that are we could get uh, possibly even better than what we could get for Asante Samuel Jr., than GS sure. I would say we should maybe focus on on cornerbacks uh, later on. Focus on the first two first two rounds for offensive more of players. offensive pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Now uh, I'd like to talk about safety. We know that safety is in need. We re-signed Sean Gibson Senior to a one-year deal, but obviously that is not long-term. Uh, we have Eddie Jackson locked up for the next couple of years, but we don't have a a strong safety for the team. We re-signed Deion Bush but he's not likely to step in that role. He's likely to be on special teams. So I think that safety is another need that needs to be addressed. And one of the picks or one of the prospects is Elijah Molden out of Washington. He had a 90.2 coverage grade in 2019, and he had an 86.2 in 2020. He looks to be a solid player, but if he I, he's projected to go in the second round, uh, I would not mind a player in the second round uh, or a safety or, or a defensive back. But like I said, or like you said, most likely would like to focus on offense for the first two rounds. Yeah, so I, this is another pick I don't think we're going to be getting just because we should focus on the offense the first two rounds. Um, another pick that I think we should probably focus on that might drop to the third round is uh, Jamar Johnson from Indiana. Uh, he's just a solid safety. Uh, 406 snaps, seven interceptions, six pass breakups. I mean, he'll be a solid safety to pair up with Eddie Jackson. Of course, Deshaun Gibson is signed for a one-year deal. Uh, we don't know if he can stay for that much longer. I mean, he's also decently he's, he's old. old. So, oh, he's old. Yeah. He's like, what, he's 30, so 31? We, we, we do need a safety in that just to learn probably from Eddie Jackson or from Tashawn Gibson. I mean, he can he can learn from either one to be a strong safety or a free safety. He has the potential. Um, so, yeah, if he's in the third round, I around the area, yeah, I'd pick him up. Agreed. And another person that 
could be available in the third round would be Richie Grant out of UCF. Uh, unlike Jamar Johnson, who's not very in-the-box player, Richie Grant is great in the box. He's great in run support. He's been a starter for several years in the program, and from what I've seen, his coverage is pretty decent. I think that if he's available in the third round, uh, that would definitely be a snag, but mainly focused on the first two being offense. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. If he's in the third round, yeah, it'd definitely be a snag. I would pick him up. He's solid for us, especially with run support, since we struggled a little bit in the run mm -hmm. uh, last season. So if he were to go in, then yeah, that, that boosts us a little. But, All right. Now I'd like to talk about offensive line. As we saw, that offensive line was pretty much an issue last year. We had so many formations. We had so many people starting and not starting. We had injuries. We had we had several injuries among the line. We had several different combinations. Uh, it is imperative that we draft a offensive tackle this year. And hopefully within the first two rounds, you see that within this draft, there's so many offensive tackles available. You see generational talents like Penny Suel, who we're obviously not going to get. He's going to be drafted course, yeah. in, in, in the first uh, in one of the top five picks, uh, most likely. Uh, but there are several other prospects that are possible to take. And one of them is Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. What do you think about him? I think if he drops to us, I mean, yeah, I would take him. He's an amazing blocker um, for a day one starter. So, yeah, I, I would take him. He he would only probably drop the rankings if Derisaw were to get picked before him. Mm -hmm. But if he were there, if he were there, yeah, I would take him. But, I mean, I don't know if he will be there. I wouldn't trade up for him. But, yeah, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, agreed. I would not I would not like to trade up for an offensive tackle. When, you, when you're trading up, uh, especially that much or a couple of picks uh, – the only situation that I would like to see the Bears trade up in in the first round is for a quarterback. And it's only if the quarterback is the one for us. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Elijah Vera Tucker, from what I've seen, he is a great run blocker. He is, uh, they've they've questioned his measurements. He he was His arms were a little bit long, so they put him as offensive guard, offensive tackle. Uh, but he could be a day one starter on the Bears line. And I think that he if he's available by 20, you have to pick that. I mean, obviously, because we have Jermaine Effetti probably going to be starting in that tackle position. We need somebody besides Charles Leno Jr. to play that tackle position. I mean, we have Mustafer at center. We have James Daniels coming back. We have Cody White here at guard. And Charles Leno starting at tackle. We need somebody to fill that other tackle position. And Elijah Barry Tucker, if he were to follow up, fall to us, easily be day one starter, easily fill that position for us. And we'd just be solid from, from then on. So um, another offensive lineman that could probably go come to us in the in the 20th is uh tevin jenkins Ta i don't know if i'm saying his name right tevin jenkins uh, yeah yeah from jenkins, oklahoma state um, he could fall to us uh the first round or even the second round um from oklahoma state so he's a very good run blocker for us and that's solid for just montgomery to i mean we struggled at run blocking i mean montgomery was was just oh, powering the first through couple with of horrible, games yeah, were disgusting horrible run blocking um but he would definitely boost our, our our run, so he would be a solid pickup for us. Maybe in the second round, uh, first round, I I don't think I would take him the first. Uh if if it would pretty much depend on what tackles are available in the first uh, for me to take him at twenty. If Elijah Vera Tucker's gone, if uh, if Darisaw's gone, all those players are gone, then I would not take him at twenty. But uh, I hope that 
he will fall to 52. I don't know if he will, but like you said, he's an angry blocker. He's a great run blocker, and the Bears need that. In the in the first couple of games last year, we didn't have a great run uh, run game altogether. We had there were some games where we had Barkevius Mingo. Uh, there was one game where we had Barkevius Mingo being our lead rusher for the game at half. Yeah. Like the run game was not there in the first think, half of the season. I think that was in the Titans game. Yeah, I think it was the Titans. It was, the fake it was, punt. It was the punt. It was a fake punt where. He, during the halftime, he was our leading rusher. Barkevi Zamingo. <laughs> I mean, at edge. I mean, that just that, <laughs> that was just, goofy. I, yeah, that was goofy. That's just that's just unfortunate, really. Yeah. So if Tevin Jenkins is there at twenty and they manage to pick him, I won't be terribly mad from watching his tape. But I'd much rather pick him in the second round, looking as that he's a second round talent. And the same is uh, actually actual actually with Samuel Cosme, who's another offensive tackle prospect who could be available at twenty and is most likely to be available at twenty. Uh, I I think that might be a little bit of a reach by the Bears. Uh, possibly, I don't think that he'll be available at 52, though. So to get him, there must be a trade. He'll probably go within the 30s to 40s. Uh, but looking at his tape, Texas, we have Tom Herman, who was the head coach of, uh, of Texas, the, 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 the Texas Longhorns last year. Uh, he was the coach for the past three years. So if have to have familiarity and to know that Samuel Cosme is, uh, or to have someone within our system, an offensive analyst, knowing who Samuel Cosme is uh, and can vouch for him and can put him within the system and mold towards him, that would be great. Uh, but I do not see him getting picked in the first round. I mean, unless I, there, it's a possibility for us to trade back too. For somebody to oh, want to trade up to the twenty spot, and you can trade back and pick him up. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that idea. Uh, if we don't have any better options, I don't see why not. I it'll be a solid pick up for us in the second round if we do trade back and we can get some picks out of it. Agreed. Now to talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, so first, I'd like to talk about Trey Lance from North Dakota State University. I think that Trey Lance has great potential. I don't know if I'd trade the farm to get him though. Uh, I. I could see him going third overall. I could see him going to the to the 49ers. I could see the Falcons drafting him for as Matt Ryan's success, uh, succeeder uh, uh, or successor. I could see him dra- getting drafted to a couple other teams. I could see him getting going to the, going to the Broncos. Uh, but I do not know if he'll really fit within our system. Uh, I think that he's a great player, uh, but I would not trade the farm for him altogether. And you kind of question his ability. Uh, he has great arm talent, but his his uh, defense, reading defenses, is not uh, one of his great skills. He did not play against a great a great competition. He played uh, in the uh, FCF or was it no that that's FBS I think. Uh, he played. He didn't even play this season. He played in 2019, and he played a little bit in 2020, I believe. Uh, but he chose to not uh, continue the season uh, yeah, and rather declare for draft. Yeah, he opted out. Yeah, so he, he didn't really play. So we don't we didn't see much of him, or we didn't see any of him realistically this year. But I think that he's one of the top quarterback prospects. He'll probably go very early. Uh, I could see him getting taken very early. But uh, what are your thoughts about that? So I, I think Trey Lenz is a very raw prospect. He does have the potential to be a, a decent quarterback or a pretty good quarterback. He's very athletic. I mean, the dude was just averaging a probably like almost 100 yards, rush yards per game. I mean, the dude was just getting like just a bunch of rushing touchdowns, but he was also averaging like what, like 163 yards passing per game, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, for I, To be honest, I kind of see him as another Mitchell Trubisky. He doesn't have that much experience in the draft. Very raw, very athletic. Uh, but 
I don't trust our coaches to develop a quarterback because they they have never developed a quarterback before. So I wouldn't. I like Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance, if if placed uh, on a correct team, he will ball out. But he um, is very but, much a project. He's such a project. Yeah. If if we don't tr- if we don't offer up a lot to trade up for it and get him, then yeah, I, I I'll take him. I like him. But um, honestly, I don't see him going in the third. I I think he would drop more to that that low tenth to fifteen ish, ten ten to fifteen ish range. Because I I believe there are better quarterbacks ahead of him who have just proven themselves. And of course, he didn't play in that twenty twenty season, which is just uh, detrimental to just how people are evaluating him. Mm-hmm. But I I think he's just a raw prospect, and I would I would trade up a li- I wouldn't trade up too much for him. I wouldn't trade up everything for him but if we were to trade up to like i would say like 14 or 13 to be able to get him then yeah i'd do it i he's i think he's a solid he'll be a solid quarterback i mean he threw no interceptions i i I agree i think that he's a decent prospect but to talk about the next prospect that i like a little bit more actually a lot more justin fields if justin fields passes third or uh he the 49ers do not take justin fields at third overall I think that we have to trade up and get him. In 2019, he had an incredible season. He had 41 touchdowns and three interceptions. And then last year, with limited games, he had only in about six games, he in half a season, he had 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. He is a great player. He can move on his feet. He has the same measurements as Trey Lance, so they're about the same build. But with uh, Justin Fields, he played in a much, much, much harder division. He played in the Big Ten. And when you look at the competition within the Big Ten, uh, it's great. He, he he was even in the college football playoffs this year. Uh, he led, uh, what was it, the semifinals that they, no, the actual championship, my bad. They they got to the actual championship. Uh, you see Justin Fields, uh, they like to talk about his character issues. They they, they like to say that he he's the first one, or he's the last one there and the first to leave, but I don't really believe any of that. They talk about, recently it came out that he uh, uh, has epilepsy, but mo- most of his family members have uh have uh they don't have the problem in their 20s uh they've outgrown the problem so i don't think that's much of a concern either i think justin fields is the second best quarterback prospect and if the 49ers manage to pass on him then he is a complete snag what do you think about him i'm just gonna correct you because i think he's the second um i actually i think he's the third because i think zach wilson would be the second best Mm -hmm. quarterback prospect but honestly I think the whole 49 thing with them getting Mac Jones is just smoke. I think they'll they're they're gonna get Justin Fields. I think he has a lot more potential than Mac Jones does. Um, but yeah, if he goes past that pick three, then I think we should trade up and get him. I think he'd be solid for us. He he did struggle a little bit towards the end of the season uh, in college, but he picked it back up during the during the end. Uh, they beat uh, who's they beat uh, Clemson. They beat Clemson, and that's that's a pretty good school to be, especially for somebody that was struggling for a couple of games. Um, but I think it'll be a solid quarterback for us if we were to pick him up, but we would have to dra- uh, we would have to trade a lot mm-hmm. to in it order would to cost to, so to much draft and, capital yeah, to go from to 20 to, to four or, uh, or other picks are early on in the draft. Uh, but I think that he's such a great prospect. Uh, you've seen yeah. that Zach Wilson has come up and taken it. And you personally think that Zach Wilson is uh, the number two prospect. I mean, we have like, yeah. differing opinions. But uh, you see that Zach Wilson has, has – Justin Fields was the number two consensus until Zach Wilson came out. So, I mean, I mean when, you, when you look at it, I don't want to just say just because he has better weapons and whatever because he went to mm-hmm. Ohio State. But he did have better weapons and a better offensive – 
just I mean, uh, actually, I, I think BYU had a solid offensive line, but mm-hmm. he did have a, just a better offensive system at uh, Ohio State than Zach Wilson did at um, BYU. So I think Zach Wilson had to sort of prove himself more than Justin Fields did, and he did prove himself more. He did do better than Justin Fields did throughout the season. So I, I, I think um, if I were to choose one, I would choose Zach Wilson. I think he would just be a better prospect. Mm-hmm. I think he would um, – I think he has more potential than Justin Fields. I think he's better just as a day one starter mm-hmm. than Justin Fields would be as a day one starter. But yeah, if Justin Fields were to drop to pick four to five to six, yeah, I'd trade up and get him. But obviously, how much is too much? Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I want to trade like next year's first plus two more all years, the, all our first, three three yeah, first, years first, including plus this all third. our picks yeah. this year. And, and I mean, they're just sometimes like like a Ricky Williams trade. Yeah, so I mean, I I I don't know if I really want to put pace into that position. Also, mm-hmm. to put to choose our quarterback when he he failed. I mean, he chose Mitchell Trubisky. He failed. He chose Mike Lennon to be the starter when Mitchell Trubisky came in. He failed. He got Nick Foles. He failed. Chase Daniels was a solid backup for us, but I mean, that's all he was. Mm-hmm. He didn't really mentor Trubisky that much because Trubisky didn't really mold into that quarterback we wanted him to be. And now we got Andy Dalton, and honestly, I think that's also a fail. Um, we so have I don't consistently really trust... failed. Yeah, we've consistently yeah, failed at the quarterback position. So I, I don't, don't know. Really, trust Ryan Pace in that and choosing a quarterback. Agreed. But to talk about the next prospect, who's they've he's been building up some buzz recently as going third overall to the San Francisco 49ers, Mac Jones out of Alabama, who was a Heisman candidate. He finished top five in Heisman voting. He is a decent prospect, but I think that uh, if he's available at 20, I think that he'd be an okay pick. I wouldn't be ecstatic over it. Like, uh, I think that he's a decent prospect. He, in my opinion, he is the, the fifth best quarterback prospect uh, out of this year's uh, quarterback prospects. I think that he had a great offensive line. He he's obviously he's in Alabama. He has everything made for him uh, when you think about it. He has the best receivers. He has uh, a great running back. He has uh, he has some of the he has a good defense as well. And he has Nick Saban coaching him. He yeah. he did not start until this year. He was behind Tua, uh, but I he showed out this year. He had a great college season. And uh, overall, I think that he, uh, I think that he's a decent prospect. Uh, uh, if he was there at twenty, then I'd say that I'd pick him, but I wouldn't be too confident within it. Uh, he's more of a uh, in the pocket passer. He's not very mobile, as you see. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Nick Foles when I when I watch him play. But he has he throws dimes. He is very accurate. He looks like a good prospect. Uh, but what do you think about him? I think I honestly, if he were to drop to twenty, I think that'd be a very good pick for us. I, I mean, he balled out for Alabama. I mean, what's the difference between him and Joe Burrow with LSU? I mean, Joe Burrow had Justin Jefferson and he had Jamar Chase. I mean, those Justin Jefferson is the best receiver coming out of the draft, and then Jamar Chase is going to be is a top three uh, receiving pick coming out of this draft. So, I mean, what's the difference between those two balling out? I mean. Joe Burrow went first overall. Mac Jones, people are saying, should be going like early second, late first. But no, I mean, I, I think Mac Jones should get the respect he deserved. Mm-hmm. He balled out that every game that he played with Alabama. He did what he needed to do. Um, yeah, I'm not as high 
on him as I, I would be Justin Fields and and Trey Lance and mm-hmm. um, of course like Zach Wilson and, and them. But I think he's he's a solid prospect, and I think he'll be a solid QB in the NFL. He just needs to sort of just learn learn how to handle himself in the pocket, learn how to scramble a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not as 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 mobile as most QBs are. Um, I wouldn't sort of put him in that. Uh, Nick Foles' position, I feel like that's more of a Kyle Trask type of player. I feel like Kyle Trask is more immobile than him. Um, obviously, I don't think Kyle Trask should be picked. No, um, nowhere near the top, or n- nowhere near, near the first round, or second. To be honest, I he so he struggled a lot. But uh, Mac Jones, I, I think, would be a solid pick for us at twenty. And if you were to fall to us at twenty, I would say we hop on it. I, we need to fix our quarterback quarterback position. Uh, we do need to draft a quarterback. And if he were to fall to us, yeah, grab him. Uh, hopefully that he is I, – I hope that he's taken at number three overall, uh, if we're going to yep. be honest. But to talk about the next uh, quarterback prospect, Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M. I've, I'm such a fan of Kellen Mond. I, I know that the – I've looked at a couple of stats uh, when looking at the success rate of cornerbacks because he's projected to be a second rounder. Uh, the su- success rate of cornerbacks uh, in the second round, there's not many. You, you know of Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott – uh, Derek Carr, but you don't really know much other than that when you think of cornerbacks. You could say Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, but their success. Uh, Nick Foles has had success, obviously winning a Super Bowl, uh, and Andy Dalton has been a solidified starter. But uh, when you're looking at the success rate of quarterbacks past the second round, it's not that much of a hit. But when I look at Kellen Mond, uh, when I saw that uh, the the clip similar that he had to Zach Wilson, where he had the uh, across the arm throw, he is a great runner. He has a deadly arm. He has probably the best arm talent out of the draft, other than Trey Lance, you could argue between the two. But I think that if he's there in the second round, then he would be such a snag, and I would love him on the team. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like he was in the second round. We should pick him up, definitely. If we don't pick up a quarterback in the first and we draft like a tackle. But um, I think he's he's just more risky than I w- he would be a Mac Jones type or even a Trey Lance type because the dude the dude has potential yeah but he's also another raw prospect but I don't know if I trust our like I said our coaches to just mold that develop QB mm-hmm. yeah, develop that QB to be what we want him to be so I would shoot a shot with him if it doesn't work out um you could probably be like a solid backup for us mm-hmm. But if it does work out, that's 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 good for us. But Kellamon, yeah, he, he he showed potential in the Senior Bowl too, and he showed potential during the season. But I, I think you just stick with the sort of just like mid mid late second round. If he does come to us, yeah, pick him up. Agreed. Now for the last prospect, I'd like to talk about Davis Mills out of Stanford. I've been seeing some uh, mocks that us, uh, we trade down to take him in the first round because uh, obviously when you have a starting quarterback, you want to take him in the first round so you can have the fifth-year option. So I've seen some mocks about that, us taking Davis Mills, trading down for the 32nd pick, uh, something along those lines. Uh, I would not be happy if we did that, take him in the first round. I've seen his uh, his stats. His stats aren't that impressive, but he is a sort of uh, underrated prospect. He looks decent. He is uh, sort of a pocket passer. He's not uh, incredibly mobile, but overall, he looks as if he's a decent prospect. I'd say he's more in the 
uh, second to third round range. If I were to put him uh, against Kellen Mond, I would much rather have Kellen Mond. Uh, they're not actually, not, I wouldn't say much rather. I would rather have Kellen Mond. They're not too very, too very far away from each other. But Davis Mills, he's a decent prospect. If we were to take on a shot on the cornerback and Kellen Mond isn't there in the third round, say, uh, I'd definitely take him. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, but I, th- I think he's he has the same potential as Kellen Mond does. I think they have just sort of just different play second. styles. Yeah, different play styles, but I think they're just more of that late second, early third type of quarterbacks that need to be taken. Um, Davis Mills, I, I no, I don't. I think that'd be horrible if we trade back and get him in the first round. I I'd be very mad. That'd kind of be like uh like the Jordan Love thing with the Packers when you got just a Hall oh, of Fame disgusting. quarterback. Just what? Why? I mean. He doesn't. He doesn't have that much hype around him. He didn't do. I mean, yeah, he he, was, he did all right in college, but he wasn't really flashy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. He shouldn't be. He's not first round potential quarterback. But if we shoot our shot with him in the second round, yeah, sure. If Kellen Mond isn't available, I do prefer Kellen Mond over Davis Mills. But I I take either one in the second round. Um, at our pick. Agreed. Now to talk about wide receivers, I'd like to talk about someone that could be available at the, at the number twenty overall pick, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Uh, he had that 4.40 unofficial 40 uh, at his pro day. He looks to be an amazing wide receiver. He plays uh, in the slot. He has he doesn't have great quarterback play, uh, which is not very which is pretty familiar in Chicago. Uh, yeah. I think that he is such a great prospect. I I I know that uh, we're not very much we're more focused on quarterback and offensive tackle in the first round, but we also see that Allen Robinson only has a year left on his deal. He's he is he's on the franchise tag. So if we were to replace him uh, with Rashad Bateman in this draft at the number twenty overall pick, I would be happy. What do you think? Um, I would be if we were to trade Allen Robinson away before the season starts. But if we have Allen Robinson, I don't think we should take him. If the only person I take besides him, uh, if a receiver were to drop, would be the, one of the top three receivers, which is Jalen Waddle, uh, Devontae Smith, or Jamar Chase. But I doubt they're going to drop to the twentieth. Uh, Rashad Bateman's a solid receiver. I I don't know if I'll take him. I'd rather take a tackle instead uh, if there's a really good tackle available. Or if one of the quarterbacks we talked about we could trade off and get. Or if Mac Jones was available at 20, I'd rather take him. So, I mean, I he's not gonna, he, he's a solid uh, receiver, but unless we have A-Rob, I don't think there's a point in getting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next receiver I'd like to talk about is Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. He is a slot wide receiver. He had a 73% contested catch. Uh, they like to compare him a little bit to Allen Robinson. I don't know if they're giving him that much or if they're giving him too much praise with that. He's yep. projected to be uh, bottom of the first rounders. So at 20, that might be a little bit of a reach. But if he's in the second round, uh, I'd say that he'd be a solid pick. Yeah, if he's in the second round, he'd be a solid pick. Um, but in the first round, no. Uh, I, I don't even think I would trade back for him in the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we trade back sort of like in the mid-second if he's available uh, to get him. But no, I, I wouldn't get him in the first round. I don't think our receivers are best bet with him in the first. Like I said, I think we should stick with more with a quarterback or offensive line type of pick in the first round. Um, so, no, I don't think I don't think he's uh he's the. And I think answer. the same thing would be with another prospect, Rondale Moore. Uh, I would, if he's available at twenty, I uh, he's he's going to be available at twenty, no doubt. Uh, I think that that would be a reach, and I would not like to trade down. Available in the second. Like Elijah Moore, if he's available in the second, then that'd be a decent pick. But now that would be too much of a reach to trade uh, to trade down or to uh, take him at twenty overall. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I just think we shouldn't get him in the first if we were to trade back, sort of like in that early-ish mid-type second and uh, pick him up, then yeah, sure. Why not go for it? But no, I don't, I don't see us getting him. Somebody who I actually like a lot uh, from Florida is Kadarius Tony. He sort of reminds me of that uh, Demo Samuel where it just yards after the yards after the catch type runner. So I, I if he falls for us in the second round, I I would like to pick him up. Um, but I don't think he would if he would fall to us in the second round. Uh, I think he's gonna go early second, um, sort of just like in that forty type range. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade up to get him, but yeah, I I like him as a receiver more than I do Rundle Moore um, and Elijah Moore, but. Yeah, I, I like uh, Kadarius Tony. I uh, yeah, on he's definitely not getting as much love because coming out of Florida, uh, mm-hmm. everyone's on the Kyle Pitts hype cream. I'm on there as well, but Same. he's he's definitely a solid prospect. I could see him going in the in the late first round and uh, uh, towards teams that definitely need receivers. Like I could see the Green Bay Packers taking him uh, if yeah. he's available and, uh, at the bottom of the first round. I could, but I like you said, I I pretty much see him going in the early 40s, that sort of range, and we don't pick until 52. So I don't yep. see him being available, but he's a solid prospect. But to give one sleeper, Jalen Darden out of North Texas, I don't know if you've seen his tape, but he is so shifty. He is one of the shiftiest players. Uh, his tape has like a million views on YouTube, so he's kind of getting a little bit of hype right now. But if he was available in the fourth round, I think that he could low-key turn into a starter. Uh, that would be one of the picks. Like, you saw how he took, he turned Darnell Mooney into a full-fledged starter uh, in just one year. He uh, he could develop, and he could be great with the Bears system with his shiftiness. He's, like you said, with Kadarius Toney, the, the, run, the, the rack or the yak yards after catch. He's great with that, with his shiftiness. He'd be a great prospect. But overall, the wide receiver class is pretty deep. I would. We very much need to pick one. Hopefully in the second round, or I think that if I were to prioritize the picks, number one would be quarterback, or quarterback or offensive tackle. Both of those are the highest needs. Then I would go cornerback, then wide receiver. Those are the needs of the draft. But what would your order be? I think I would have either cornerback, quarterback, or uh, offensive line. As our first priority, uh, whichever one is, is just the best option for us uh, available, then it would be cornerback, like you said. But uh, for the next priority, it's either safety or receiver. I don't know if we're really too too needy on receivers or or safeties. I mean, we have a receiving core set for next season. We have Marquise Goodwin, who just came in. We have Mooney taking that wide receiver two position. We have Arab still, you know, being the demon that he is as a wide receiver one. So I don't know if just wide receiver, we need to pick that high for wide receiver. I kind of have, think we should go towards that, that fifth round, try to hit on receiver like we did Mooney. So we'll see what happens. I don't know too much about Jalen Darden. Um, but, I mean, if people are giving praise, then, yeah, if fourth, fifth round, if he drops, then, yeah, I don't pick him up. All right, so now I'd like to talk about our individual mock drafts. So each of us, we went through the PFF mock draft simulator. And in the sixth-round mock, uh, for round one, pick 20, I picked Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. And like we talked about before, he's a great prospect. I don't know how he managed to fall to me. I don't know if he will realistically be there in the draft, but I think that he is a snag 100%. What do you think? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if Elijah Vera Tucker's there, I would take him. But I mean, he didn't fall in my muck draft. I had Mac Jones fall in my muck draft, which, yeah, I, mean, I would think he would be a snag, which obviously you think somewhat otherwise but i think um, i think it would be decent i i wouldn't be ecstatic about the pick but i would yeah. be i would be happy but i mean i feel like mac jones would probably be another qb that some people might take uh before us kind of like just like the patriots even um but yeah if elijah Vera tucker was there i would 100 percent take him the dude's the dude's solid offensive lineman uh i would be happy to take him if not yeah my i had mac jones i feel like that'd be a solid pick as well so either one in round two, pick 52, I had quarterback Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M. I think that this was a great pick. Obviously, I'm big on Kellen Mond. I like his arm talent. I like that his uh, ability to run outside of the pocket. Uh, I think that he's a solid prospect. And obviously, there's not very much a hit percentage on quarterbacks past the second round or past the first round. Uh, but I think that coming out of the Texas A&M system, uh, quarterbacks that are very underrated, like we saw Patrick Mahomes uh, get passed on. Uh, he lasted until, what, 10 in the 2017 draft? Uh, yeah. And he now he's the best quarterback in the league. I'm not going to say that's going to be Kellen Mond, but I think that he's a solid prospect. Uh, and at pick 52, I think that we had to get him because he was not going to last until the third. Yeah, um, if we were to end up getting Elijah Barry Tucker in the first and then Kellen Mond falls to us in the second, yeah, I would take him. That's, that's a solid pickup. For me, I had, since I got Mac Jones in the first, I ended up getting Walker Little, who was a tackle out of Stanford, who was just the best available tackle um, that I could have gotten out of my draft, which, yeah, he would just be a solid pickup uh, for the tackle position. If we were to get a quarterback in the first, we would should prioritize the best tackle available in the second, unless, obviously, they take all the good tackles and then we're just mm-hmm. left with the third ones. But, um, yeah, no, definitely. The offensive yeah. tackle like draft class is so deep, so there's yeah, definitely it is going deep, to be. So, yeah. There's definitely so, has I, to be prospects available in the second round, and Walker Little is a, is a solid prospect, so that's that's a good pick. Yeah, so I think that's a good pick as well. And for round three, um, on pick eighty three, I got Jamar Johnson, a safety out of Indiana. I think if he were to follow us to the third round, I think that's a solid pickup for us. He could learn behind Eddie Jackson, Deshaun Gibson for the year. Um, if since Deshaun Gibson is old, and Eddie Jackson does have injuries every once in a while, he could step in and just play that position and. and I think he'll be a dog for us. I think he'll be another snag for us. I got the same pick in round three, pick 83. I picked Stacey Jamar Johnson out of Indiana. I agree. I think that he could develop greatly within the Chicago Bears defense. He would play, He would be the, the strong safety role. Uh, we could have Sean Gibson. Sean Gibson is a former pro bowler. Uh, he was an AFC interception leader multiple times. He, Him and Eddie Jackson teaching him or uh, being his mentors altogether would be a great pick. And I agree with that pick. I think that would be a solid pick in the third round. Yep, I agree too. And uh, going on, we're going to start going in the later rounds. Our next pick is 164 in the fifth round. So I had Tay Goen, a cornerback out of uh, University of Central Florida. So we kind of just need to get some quarterback cor- cornerbacks to just get some depth or learn behind um, Jalen Johnson and uh, Desmond Trafant and see if they can sort of step up in that nickelback position or step up in the quarterback two position and just bring some sort of composition between them and Kendall Vildor. So I'm going to get your thoughts on that. Agreed. I uh, I don't know much about Tay Goen, but I know that 100% we need to address the cornerback position in the draft as we have Desmond Trufant on a one-year deal and we have Jalen Johnson stepping into the cornerback one role pretty soon. Uh, 
on round five, pick 164, I picked wide receiver Kay Johnson out of South Dakota State. He doesn't have that big of a, a build, and he is more of a late-round pick, uh, as we said. Uh, just hoping to hit on a wide receiver like last year. Like with Darnell Mooney, we hit uh, big on uh, a wide receiver. So hoping that he would fit within the system. Uh, his stats are pretty impressive, so I think that overall that that was a solid pick. Yeah, I mean, I agree. If if we were, we we can shoot on a receiver in the late rounds, if we were to hit, we were to hit. That's going to be amazing for us, like just like you said, like the Darnell Mooney thing. But if not, I mean, it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. a round five pick. So yeah, I mean, th- I think that's a solid pick. We do need sort of just like depth under in the receiving core. Maybe we can step up, take over that wide receiver three uh, behind A. Rob and and Mooney. If not, you could. Um, just be solid depth for us. I mean, we do have a solid receiving uh, group, so I didn't really draft any receivers. But yeah, I mean, that's just a late round pick. Mm -hmm. In round six, which we have so many picks in in the sixth round because uh, we have compensatory picks and then we have uh, our own. Uh, Round six picks 204. I pick cornerback Zach McPherson out of Texas Tech. Uh, From what I've seen, he's a decent prospect. Obviously, he's not top of the line as he's a sixth round pick. But looking to add more cornerback depth, uh, we have uh, we have a couple of cornerbacks. We have a decent amount of cornerbacks on the roster, but just hoping that he'll hit. Uh, not very, not expecting very much, but hoping that he'll be a solid rotational player for the team. Yeah, I think that'd be solid. You know, just it's. A, I mean, it's round six. Hit on a late round cornerback uh, if you were to go in, be solid depth. But it's still you just gotta. It's a hit or miss with them. So um, for me, on pick two four, I picked center Drew Dalman from Stanford. So another one. So he he. Like my pick two, where I got Walker Little from Stanford as a tackle, uh, Drew Dalman played center, and I think he has a skill set to sort of move into that guard position as well. I think you just be solid depth for us, nothing more. I don't think you'd be a, just anything starting. If you were to learn behind uh, Sam Mustafer in that center position, maybe you can even outwork Sam Mustafer. But with him pairing him and Walker Little up together, as just They've, they've known each other since Stanford, so I, th- I think it'll be solid. A solid pickup for us. In round six, picks 208, uh, I picked the same player. I picked center Drew Dahlman out of Stanford. I think that he'd be another solid developmental prospect. As you said, uh, you picked Walker Little out of Stanford. Uh, to have him learn under Sam Musfer, who was a solid center for us last year, uh, to possibly even have him come in on the interior line, uh, I think that he'd be a decent prospect. Obviously, not expecting very much out of him, but he it would be a great pick, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, for pick two, I had Ernest Jones, who's a linebacker out of South Carolina. I think we need some depth in that linebacker position. Of course, we know Trevathan is is you know getting old and it's a little bit injury prone. Roquan has been a little bit injury prone as well. So if we were to get depth in that linebacker position, and Ernest Jones is is decent at um, uh, against the run, and he's just a, a chase down linebacker. So I think it would just be solid to learn behind Roquan or Trevathan and possibly if one of them were to fall he could step in and just prove solid depth for us agreed we definitely need depth within that division as you saw within the saints game when we didn't have roquan uh it was it was insane down there we had to have manti teo come in we had josh woods come in for a little bit and it was they looked lost yeah they looked lost didn't know uh, so we just got to work on that position in round six pick 221 i pick edge rusher patrick jones out of Pitt. 
Uh, I think that he's a decent prospect. I, I looked a little bit into him. Uh, you know that coming from Pitt, there are so many great players that have come from Pitt. You know, yeah. I, Aaron Donald, obviously the pass rushes that come from uh, Pitt are great. And we have decent depth along that. We have uh, Robert Quinn. We have uh, Jeremiah Otto. We have Khalil Mack, obviously. We have a decent amount of players there. But to have another developmental prospect uh, would be great for the team. No, I agree with you. I, I think we should at least hit on at least one edge rusher to try to get a developmental prospect. For my two, I'm gonna say my 228 pick before I say my 221, just so I can just tie it up with yours because I picked an edge at 228, Taron Jackson from Coastal Carolina. I think he'll be a solid edge rusher for us. Uh, sort of just as like a prospect to learn behind the edge rushers that we have, Cleo Mack. Um, I'm going to trash Robert Quinn again, so I'm sorry, but not Robert Quinn, but maybe Jeremy Atauchu or, you know, maybe just learn from uh, Travis Gibson. I think he could still be better than Robert Quinn. Um, but, yeah, he'll, he'll just be, you know, that hit or miss type player. Um, and at 221, I chose Jalen Moore, who was just a tackle from Western Michigan. Well, I just think we'll just be, a, you know, round six, hit or miss, try to see if he can be solid. If not, just going to be like one of those uh, practice squad, like uh, – um, Arlington Hambright or mm-hmm. Lachavius Simmons, yeah. yeah, Lachavius Simmons. So, I mean, it's it's round six, so we gotta get we gotta get depth on that tackle too. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my very last pick, I picked quarterback Sam Ellinger out of Texas. I I decided to go for the two quarterback route because you you've seen it work with teams before. Obviously, with the uh, Washington Football Team in 2012, they decided to trade up everything to draft. Uh, uh, Robert Griffin uh, yep. in in the first round, uh, and so to and then they drafted Kirk Cousins, who ended up being their starting quarterback in a, a couple of years later. So to have the two quarterback system, I think that uh, t- it's obviously the sixth round. We're not expecting to completely hit. I'm not expecting this guy to be the next. Uh, Drew Brees. I'm not expecting him to be yeah. the next Aaron Rodgers, but also to have familiarity. When I said uh, we had we hired Tom Herman as an offensive analyst, he was his coach for the past several years. So uh, having him as the very last pick in pick 228, I think that would be decent. Uh, I'm not expecting too much out of him, but I like the pick. Yeah, I mean, I like the pick too. To be honest, I, he he looks kind of decent from college, but I, so a lot of people from the Bears are, are hyping him up from the Bears fan base. Um, yeah, for a round six pick, why not? Sure, get him. I mean, if if he does well for us, that's solid. It's just like you said with the whole uh, Redskins situation. But yeah, why not? Now I'd like to talk about possible trades. So the number one trade that we've been talking about is trading up at number four overall with the Falcons, who have shown that they're open to trading that because they don't have they don't have much positional value there. There, I wouldn't say that they're looking to add Penesuel. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're looking to add uh, any of the top. They're not looking for a receiver who is one, who are some of the top prospects in this draft. Uh, they have they have one of the best receiving cores. They have Julio Jones, who is arguably the best receiver in the league. They yep. have Calvin Ridley, who is arguably or actually he's definitely a top 15 receiver in my eyes yeah. at least. Uh, they have an insane receiving core. They have Hayden Hurst as well. So I wouldn't say that they're looking to draft uh, any offensive talent, uh, maybe Penny Sewell, but they've definitely shown that they want to, that they're open to trading down. So if there's a deal to, if the San Francisco 49ers pass on Justin Fields at three and there's an opening to get to four, I think that that would be great. Yeah, I mean, if one of if Justin Fields or Zach Wilson were to fall, but I don't think Zach Wilson will fall to four. But if Justin Fields were to fall, yeah, I mean, as long as we're not offering up 
just everything. Absolutely. Yeah, the next 10 everything. years worth of first rounders. Yeah, and then, yeah I mean, I would, I would trade up for four and try to snag him. Um, but honestly, I don't see Justin Fields going past that third. I think the 49ers will take him, like I said. I think the 49ers just doing some smoke screen saying they want to take Mac Jones. Um, which I don't know why. Uh, because yeah. Maybe because they think the Jets might take Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, maybe they know. want. Maybe they really want Zach Wilson, and that's why they're doing yeah. all of this. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, the draft is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. But if Justin Fields falls to us, yeah, I don't. I, I could see us going there. But even if he's available at six with the Dolphins, uh, I, I don't mind us trading up and getting uh, Justin Fields there either. But I wouldn't trade up for, for any other player mm-hmm. besides Justin Fields if he was available. At yeah, six. I would not do this for Trey Lance. I would not do this for Mac Jones. If yeah. Justin Fields is there at six, and the Dolphins, they uh, they they had they've had like a uh, quarter or not a quarterback. They've had a first round pick carousel. They've gone from they had third overall, then they went to twelfth overall, then they came back yeah. to six. They uh, I think that they came back to six just because they either they want to draft a wide receiver for Tua, uh, get him some more talent. Or yeah. they want to hold the cards because they think that one of the quarterbacks is going to drop, and they think that they're going to uh, have the ability to, to acquire some uh, some picks. Uh, you've seen that they're they've been great with acquiring picks for the like, past couple of years. Uh, first rounders, they traded Minka Fitzpatrick. They traded uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, the tackle uh, out of Texans. Laramie Tunsil, um, Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. They traded Laramie Tunsil. They turned Laramie Tunsil into so many first-round picks. They are masters of turning picks into more picks. So I no, could see them the holding office. the cards. Oh, the front office is, is yeah, great. Front office. So I could um, see them just wanting to hold the cards. And if Justin Fields is there at six, take him. Yeah, I I agree. If Justin Fields is there at six, like I said, if we were willing to trade up to, yeah, Justin Fields is there at six, take him. I mean, Dolphins, they got they just need offensive weapons, which they can trade back and get. I mean, you got Kyle Pitts, who I think will probably go towards that, that like 9-10-ish, or maybe even later on. Um, if we were able to get like a three-way trade where the Dolphins are able to get in the middle, we're able to get the Dolphins position, um, and whoever they trade with in that third gets our uh, first round, then yeah, I think that would be solid. Um, but if we can get Justin Fields, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Another trade that I've been seeing is that we could possibly have a trade partner with the Cowboys at 10 overall if Kyle Pitts does not get to them. What do you think about that? Um, If Justin Fields is there, yeah. If Trey Lance is there, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think can... Justin Fields would be there. But if, yeah, if I don't, Trey I don't Lance is there, there, maybe. If Trey Lance is there, if, if we don't trade up too much, then yeah, I, I'd go up for him. But 10 is sort of a reach. I feel like we would have to offer up a lot to go from 20 to 10. But if they're that high on Trey Lance and they're not willing to give up multiple first rounders, um, or our entire draft, then yeah, all right, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, yeah. To go from twenty I, to ten, I would not. And to get Trey Lance, I wouldn't mind giving this year, this year's first, and next year's first, maybe like yeah. a, another another second. Uh, I think that'd I agree. be a solid trade. I I, I hope. I don't think Kyle Pitts is gonna escape the top ten. Uh, I think that he's too too great of a prospect when you yeah. look at his receiving and his blocking ability. So I think that the Cowboys, who the Cowboys are just enamored with building a Madden team. That's all they love to do. They like to focus. They want to get offense. offensive weapons. Yeah, they want to get offensive weapons. I, I have no clue why they were struggling on defense for. Yeah, I don't know the, either, man. Season, but I can see him picking up Kyle Pitts. 
And then um, another one, you see the Chargers at 13 yeah. overall. Uh, the Chargers could definitely trade down. They could snag. Uh, I don't see Rashawn Slater dropping to 13, but it's possible. Uh, they're, they're looking to build up their O-line. So I could see them taking Darisaw or Slater at 13 overall, or I could see them trading down. And if, like, like you said, Trey Lance is there at 13, then I would love to trade up for him. Yeah, if Trey Lance is there at 13, I think we should trade up for him, um, snag him there. But the Chargers do need to build up their offensive line. They are struggling on offensive line. They got uh, an amazing quarterback, Justin Herbert. So they got to build up protection for him. And I think them being at 13th overall will be a solid uh, – they could be able to get a solid pickup for him either in the tackle or in the guard position, um, especially with just how many good tackles there's probably going to be in that uh, in the top 15. So I don't know if the Chargers will trade back unless we give them a decent trade. But – if there are no tackles left somehow that they like, then yeah, they they could they'll probably trade back to us if uh, Trey Lance is there. But I that's that's probably the the farthest Trey Lance would probably go. I don't think Trey Lance would go past thirteen to be honest. He'd probably be taken between ten to fifteen. 15, 15, 14, and fifteen is sort of just like a high, a yeah, high. Uh, I I don't see him. The the yeah. Patriots pick at fifteen. If there is yeah. no way that he gets the past 15 there's uh, but 13 there is a slight possibility i agree uh thank you guys for listening to the shy Barrett splits podcast we've got a great episode for you next week we're going to be showing our draft reactions to each of the bears picks uh we're going to be giving our insight uh we're going to be talking about each of the picks we're going to be diving into their uh their stats for the past years we're going to be talking about how they fit within the system and it's going to be a great episode thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode take care see you guys